following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And there's screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who goes this town tonight. Quantum Lost the Sports Sometime Rich with Ken from the ATL Show. We are live here in Tempe, Arizona. Uh, it's overcast. Uh, you got uh, it's probably about sixty degrees, uh, and, but it's December and it's sixty degrees, so that's that's all good. Again, we're live. The number is eight 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 three four six nine one four four. If you want to call in, you may just be listening to my voice for about forty two minutes. Uh, Rich is flying to Louisiana. He was talking crazy on Facebook today. He almost got the stuff knocked out of him. Um, Ken is doing some interviewing, so he may call in sooner or later. But uh, we are live. We're going to talk about everything from um, Tim Tebow starting. We're going to talk about a little bit of concussion. We're going to be all over the board. There's a couple of uh, scenarios going as far as the playoffs are concerned, who's going to be in the playoffs or who's looking to head to that final game, which is the Super Bowl. I do want to talk about some bowl games, too, and how much uh, money is involved with these bowl games, more so that the um, more so on the money side that the name of these bowl games and when do you start watching these bowl games bowl games start i think december 18th and then um it's, it's more so those second and third tier teams that usually play those first games um like troy state in ohio not ohio state but ohio uh u i think that's what they're called over there but anyway let's get into that game last night with the chicago bears and the minnesota vikings Chicago Devin Hester set an NFL record with the most returns. I think Brian Mitchell, who played for the Washington Redskins and the Philadelphia Eagles, has set the tone with 14 of them. Devin Hester, his fifth year, fifth season, may just put this thing out of reach where it's never touched again. You do have people, you know, the it, this game itself always evolving, so he may, you know, him putting it in his fifth year, having 14 of them, putting it out of reach, uh, he may end up with 20 before his time. He still he has at least five years before he starts slowing down. They end up winning, taking care of the uh, Minnesota Vikings. I think that score was might might have been like 40 to 13 or something, 17 like that. Uh, but that's all the disarray that Minnesota Vikings has had in the, uh, this whole season, starting with the coach. And remember, this is a team who had Randy Moss for a month, maybe a month. Uh, we haven't heard from Randy Moss since. He's in Tennessee. He did some, <laughs> We might get into that later, but he, he disguised his voice and then um, he made a call saying Fisher should be replaced. That's a Tennessee issue and Randy Moss issue. But the Minnesota Vikings, uh, Leslie Frazier being the head coach, will this guy remain the head coach for the Minnesota Vikings? Um, where, he find, where will he find his quarterback, Tavares Jackson, out after his first start and replacing Brett Favre? Of shoulder injury, Tavares out with a toe, turf toe. It seems like something simple. You may be able to put an iron plate, and for those who played the game, the iron plate is a metal, um, a metal bar underneath where you can't bend your toe, but still you have to plant. 
uh, on that, at that position. You have to plant and throw. Takes the velocity off the ball if you can't do that. But he's off. Where will Leslie Frazier find a quarterback to orchestrate this team to a better situation? If, if, even if he's uh, the coach, not the coach, where would this organization do? Remember, Donovan McNabb is out. He will be out next uh, season. I don't think he's going to have a future at all in Washington. Not with he and Mike Shanahan going back and forth. Mike Shanahan made a set the tone anyway when he came out with the uh, uh, he and the defensive lineman um, situation where he don't want to run 3-4, we're running the 4-3. Um, so he came in as the head coach and wanted to set the tone. I think Daniel Snyder, the owner of the Washington Redskins, he may have to find a balance on who's going, who's he's going to keep. He has to pay um, sometimes. He's been that coach where he just cut his losses. He's been that guy before where he a hire coach and fire coach, uh, just cut his losses. But in my opinion, as the owner of a team, you give a coach on a professional level, you give him forty, you give him four years to define where this team going to go on, where this team going to go. Uh, you give him four years. If you don't see an improvement in the second year. Uh, going into that second year, you don't see that those guys playing together in that third year, that fourth year is suspect. And I say four years because you got to think about the free agents, the draft picks, the young guys on that team, the uh, undrafted free agents uh, that you brought in through uh, uh, after the draft. You got to find a way to make these guys match, and that's what the and that's my opinion on giving a coach four years. If he does, if he can't put that thing together, then there's there's no way. Um, then he stays a four year longer than four years. I think the longest tenure might have been um, uh, Jeff Fisher, who's in Tennessee. He's he might be about nineteen years, and and that's been in Houston. And I saw so when he went to Tennessee. Uh, so he's the longest tenure coach in the National Football League. But who knows if he's going to be there next year? Because he had a situation with his quarterback, uh, Vince Young. What these guys said, well, he said Vince Young will never play for him again. Now, Kerry Collins came out and did an excellent job in beating the Houston Texans, and I do want to talk about the Houston Texans. I do want to talk about St. Louis Rams, Chicago Bears. These are teams I had as a you know, maybe a subpar team or maybe that team that's right on the bubble that should, at this point, should be uh, more dominant than they were. But as I was saying in the Houston situation, uh, uh, Jeff Fisher Longest tenure coach uh, in the National Football League, uh, but the situation is quarterback and uh, coach relationship is it's not all that good right now at this point. So we we'll see what happened with that. They bring in Randy Moss uh, to take a little pressure off that uh, team stacking eight in the box on their running back. That hasn't panned out. I haven't heard Randy Moss or his numbers since being there. So all right, we talk about. Let me let me mention uh, the Tim Tebow. I said I was gonna talk about Tim Tebow, and I get to the other stuff I talk about. Eight 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 three four six nine one four four is the number you want to call in. Again, we have about forty minutes to the rest of the show. It's myself, Coach B's flying to Louisiana because he country. Um, Ken is in the ATL doing some interviewing. All right, Tim Tebow. Now I gave Tim Tebow a lot of flight, but it's due to no fault of his own. It's how they perceive this guy to be the savior of something. Uh, and it's funny that I say that because, uh, you know, he is a very religious person. I don't know if he's Christian or Buddhist or whatever he is, but he's a religious person. Um, and he he's done well. He's probably one of the top five college athletes in the history of the sport and what he's, and according to what he's done in Florida. But him being drafted in the first round just didn't make sense to me because there were so, there were so many things they could have done in Denver with those first-round picks or with those – 
trades and with the money they do. And that might explain a lot why their coach has been fired already after a year. But Tim Tebow had his first start. It wasn't a bad start. I can honestly say he doesn't have the weapons to uh, to get it done. Uh, we talk about the Denver Broncos. Um, but he will start again versus Texas. And, and remember, Texas is one of those teams I wanted to talk about. Tim Tebow will start again, again his second start versus the Houston Texans. Um, he was 144 yards, uh, two touchdowns, no interceptions. That is Tim, Tim, Tim Tebow's season. He rushed for 106 yards. Um, he also rushed for 106 yards and was equated and was a part of four touchdowns. But that looked like that offense looked like the offense he had in Florida. That looked like the Florida offense where they put him in the shotgun. Uh, he was ready to read, uh, run, or pass, which is good. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm the owner or the head coach if I want my quarterback running the ball at this level. These guys are violent. The sport is violent. These guys, one hit takes you out of the game, and where does that leave your team? If I'm the Denver Broncos and I got Tim Tebow starting, he is a playmaker. I never said he wasn't a playmaker. He is a playmaker. He makes plays. Uh, he could get it done. But I thought he would have been better service. Uh, I thought if he was in the third round, well, during the draft, he would have been there in the second, late second, early third round. You still get the same guy out of Tim Tebow as if you're getting him in the first round because of his passion for the game, the way he approaches the game. Um, he, still, he still will be that guy. He's a winner. He's a proven winner. He's won in college. But now you have to prove on another level, on that next level. Uh, Kyle Orton, he's still bothered by bruised ribs. Uh, so that's going to be an issue with him coming back. Um, if your ribs, are, your ribs are bruised, it is hard to breathe, and you don't want to get those linebackers because they don't have a solid offensive line over in Denver. Not like the Denver pass where they used to have that stretch run play. But they don't have a solid offensive line. So Kyle Orton is still bothered by some bruised ribs, so he won't play Tim Tebow again. We'll get a second start against the Houston Texans. Now I want to talk about the Houston Texans. This is a team I had uh, on the rise. I had this team um, going to uh, make some noise in this uh, division, in that uh, AFC, I think it was the AFC South, if I'm not mistaken, where you have the Jaguars, where you have the Indianapolis Colts, and they started the season well. They started the season beating the team that dominated in that conference for a long time or in that division for a long time and then fell off. They have a powerful offense. They have enough weapons over there. Uh, to get it done, but somehow they find their way. They are five and nine, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to pull it up in a second, but they are five and they may be five and nine, and and that's that's not acceptable when you're talking about a team with that much talent. When you talk about the coach who had that team for a while, and they're still in the same position. And I thought these guys would be one of those teams. As I pull this up, hold on a second. I thought they would be one of those teams that take it to the next level, um, but unfortunately. They not. They did draft the Mario Williams. They did draft Mario Williams, and they and they have um, a pretty solid defense over there. We found out um, the running back game has improved. They should be a whole lot better than they are. But they lost to the Tennessee Titans last week, uh, 31-17. And this is an offense that can put up that put up 31 points themselves. They've done that this year, putting up 30, 34, and that's coming from behind. Uh, their next two games, as I mentioned earlier, they got the Tennessee, they got the Denver Broncos. Another AFC team, which they need to win, and they got the Jacksonville Jaguars on the second of January. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars have to win. They lost to the Indianapolis Colts on some 
I would say mental, a lot of mental mistakes, and you don't need the mental mistakes at this late in the season. We're talking about the 16th week, going into the 16th week of the season. Jacksonville Jaguars tried to onside kick. The guy picks it up and goes for a touchdown. But the Houston Texans has December 26th, they have the Denver Broncos. January 2nd, they have the Jacksonville Jaguars in a, in a must win. Now, the Houston Texans, I think they either fire their coach or they get rid of their quarterback. Now I like the quarterback. He went to the. He was in Denver for a while when Michael Vick was in. I'm, I'm sorry, in Atlanta, when Michael Vick was in Atlanta. But now he's a uh, starting quarterback. Been starting quarterback for, uh, I want to say about four years in uh, Houston, and they haven't made any headways on on being that team. The head coach Gary uh, Kubiak. He's going to have to. There's going to be some decisions made on him this year. There's going to be a lot of coaches this year, um, on that bubble, on that bubble, looking for jobs. Or maybe one more last shot with the team they're with now. Um, and I think Gary Kubiak is one. I think Marvin Lewis should be fired. Um, he has so much talent over there in Cincinnati. They're just not getting it done. And this is after dominating the AFC North uh, division last year, sweeping the whole division. Uh, another coach might be on the hot seat who uh, I think in Dallas did, uh, that, that coach may stay. Uh, but it's, it's it's a lot of situations where these guys uh, these guys are gonna have to fix this team up. Uh, they're thinking about play. I'm, now I'm talking to Houston again. They think about placing their defensive end, who's made all the, who's made all the plays on our Mario Williams uh, on our. That's gonna be a blow to the defense because uh, you know when you're having a bad season, everything goes wrong. And that's the AFC South. I also want to talk about the AFC West, the NFC West, the worst conference in my opinion in the league that's the uh, Arizona Cardinals that's the St. Louis Rams Seattle Seahawks that is the uh, San Francisco 49ers how is this team allowed these teams allowed to make the playoffs what probably will be a 79 maybe 8 and 8 record they may host a uh, they may host a, a wild card team and a wild card may be Probably the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans Saints has a huge game coming up with Atlanta uh, this week. Uh, the Saints lost to Baltimore, if I'm not mistaken. They lost to Baltimore, um, which they needed that win. And then they can match, tie it up with the Atlanta Falcon, who's dominated AFC South. Um, the uh, NFC South, I'm sorry. NFC South. But there's a huge matchup coming up with the New Orleans Saints and Atlanta Falcons. The... Um, now, the AFC South with the Arizona Cardinals sitting, ooh, they probably are sitting 4-10 and 10 with huge quarterback issues, huge leadership issues, uh, no defense. Um, you know, they talk about the defense a lot. I talk about the defense for a whole lot of reasons because they was always playing with their lead when they were able to, you know, they were able to tee off on guys. They were able to play with some pressure. And they haven't had the lead in a while. They've been under the whole office has been under rest. We've had three quarterbacks, um, two of them being all three of them new to the team, two of them being rookies, first time starters, who's won their first game, but after that fell apart. Uh, now we're looking at John Skelton in the Arizona Cardinals, who's not bad. He's not a bad quarterback at all, but he's just not ready to get these ball, get the balls to these guys. And he came late in the season, so you can't ask a whole lot from him. Uh, Skelton is he has all the mechanics. I like his upside. I talk about this a lot. I like his upsides and what he 
may be able to do for the Arizona Cardinals. But if the Arizona Cardinals fail to bring in a guy like, or even entertain the thought of bringing in a guy like Donovan McNabb, then they're going to do themselves a disservice because they have a, a they have a Steve Breston over there. Early Doucette needs to come in his own. Larry Fitzgerald, without question, is still one of the most dominant receivers who still draws the double teams. And even in the double teams, he still makes those plays. But this year, he was... He wasn't able to get the football. No one can get the ball to him. It was either overthrown or underthrown. Uh, the ones he did catch was uh, little screens, little five-yard routes, and, and they wasn't all that uh, impressive. But they need to find a quarterback. And not to say that Donovan McNabb, Donovan McNabb is the savior for this team, but he has that experience. He does live here in the Valley, so um, that would be a plus. He doesn't have to go anywhere. Every other team he's been on, he's always come here in the offseason to hang out and train. He's here now. Uh, I think he'll be out of Washington at the end of the season. So if the Arizona Cardinals can bring this guy in, uh, that would be huge. Even just take a look at him, train him, work him out. Um, as far as his uh, accuracy, he hasn't been the most accurate quarterback in the history of the f- football, but this guy is a winner. He's a proven winner. I think he has five NFC championships. He's been to the Super Bowl once, and he's done this without players. We make a lot of emphasis on oh, where he is in the Tom Brady, the Peyton Manning, the, the uh, Aaron Rodgers. But these guys got talent around them. Donovan McNabb doesn't have uh, a Deshaun Jackson, a Jeremy Macklin, a, uh, uh, the running back situations they have over in Philly. He, he doesn't have these things. Another thing that the Arizona Cardinals could look at is Kevin Cobb. Now, Kevin Cobb, Came into this year as the starter for the Philadelphia Eagles. Mike Vick came in and changed the whole dynamics of what they're able to do on the offense, uh, which puts Kevin Cobb back at the um, uh, backup position. Now he's a pretty good quarterback, Kevin Cobb, uh, but the, that's that's a situation where the Arizona Cardinals can entertain the thought of bringing him in or making a trade for him because I think he's still in the contract. He might even sign a two-year extension once uh, Donovan left for Philly for Washington, but that would be a good fit. Uh, he has a strong arm. He's passed the ball. In the times he has started, he's passed for more than 275-plus yards. Um, he's a guy that could get it done. And, uh, and all they needed was a quarterback. They need a, they need to fix up. The Arizona Cardinals needs to fix up that running game, uh, starting with the offensive line. The offensive line was getting pushed around. They played the 1-12 uh, Carolina Panthers. And the Carolina Panthers were doing the same thing the Cardinals were doing, and that was putting eight men in the box, daring you to pass the ball. Who's over there at the quarterback position at Carolina was, uh, what's his name, Carson? No, let me see. Let me look him up. Carson, the Notre Dame guy. I'll find out who he is. Jimmy Clausen. Jimmy Clausen is the quarterback. Rookie, first year. He got he gets his first win against the Arizona Cardinals. But then he comes in. Um, they dare him to run the ball. Cardinals dare the uh, uh Carolina Panthers run the ball. The difference between the two that they were able to do that. They had eight men in the box, sometimes uh, nine, depending on where you put that strong safety. Uh, he's halfway down, halfway back. But they had eight men in the box, and, and Stewart was still able to mass 100 plus, 120 something yards on the Arizona Cardinals with these guys in the box. So they need to fix that uh, offensive lineup. And we're going to take a break. I didn't see anything as far as the break in the music, but look. I'm going to come back and I want to talk a little bit more about the, AFC, the NFC West. 
This is the Kwame Lai Sports. Sometime Rich. We came from the ATS show. We'll be back in about two minutes. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Don't miss the show that gives you exclusive access to your favorite pro athletes off the field and in our communities. Join host Nick Murphy for Heroes Radio. Hear it directly from the source as we take you behind the scenes with your favorite stars. It's sports, community, entertainment, and fun. And it's all part of Heroes Radio. Tune in Friday afternoons at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, only on the Voice America Sports Channel. You already get the general sports headlines and discussion on TV and radio. Tune in to The Blueprint with Randall Gatewood. Yeah, we'll cover all the general big-name stuff, too, but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else. We'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little-known successes. If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back to the Kwame Lawson Sports. Sometime Rich McCann from the ATS Show. Again, these guys are um, MIA. Actually, Rich is flying to Louisiana. He's going, I guess he's going to his parents for Christmas. I don't know. That's the only people I know in Louisiana unless he's voodoo. But uh, Ken is uh, in ATL doing some interviews um, with his job. Hey, we're back. We're talking about the NFC West, how terrible they are, and they may host a a playoff game, and that game may be the Seattle Seahawks um, hosting the New Orleans Saints. Now, how fair is that? New Orleans Saints could easily be 11-5 and at the end of the season. They could be... Ten and six, but then they go into a team that's seven and nine, maybe eight and eight, hosting that. Um, I don't know if that's a um, if the um, committee uh, needs to look at that. The uh, competition committee needs to look at something like that as far as uh, teams that not above five hundred. Now, there's sometimes now, year in year out. Yeah, some teams gonna be better than others. Some conference gonna be better than others. Some divisions gonna be better than others. But then you look at the. Uh, with the Arizona Connor situation and how important the quarterback situation uh, is, and what this team came from until where they're going now, uh, I've, I've always said that it's easy to uh, get, be addicted to winning than it is to losing. Losing, you're always trying to fix, and I think they, I, st- I think they still have the right coaches in place. Although some of them may be up for a job, like a Russ Grimm. Russ Grimm may be up for a job in the Carolina Panthers situation. Uh, his name has been mentioned. 
I think before he came to Arizona, his name was popped out of there for the uh, Pittsburgh job, and that's because it was he was in Pittsburgh before he came here, and it's only fair to mention him as a possible head coach. Um, but the Arizona Cardinals got the uh, Dallas Cowboys coming up this week uh, at home at the Phoenix University of Phoenix st- uh, Stadium. Uh, they need to find a guy, and what, what I'm looking for, and most coaches do, if is are your guys still playing at a high level? And by high level, I mean going out there trying to win. The energy, uh, are they still mentally uh, focused? Are they still physically able to get it done? Because now, here's the important fact where you find out these guys who's just laid it down, who's not even involved with this um, anymore, that, that you don't really want these guys on your team. At the same time, you can look at the coaches and see that too. Um, but, yeah, that's what the Arizona Cardinals situation is over there. They need to fix that defense up, fix that line. They need to fix that defensive line up. I think Calais Campbell and um, uh, who else is over there? Smith? Uh, no, 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 not Smith. But Calais Campbell has played well. I think they've drafted well. Free agency-wise, the Arizona Cardinals need to do a better job. They, they, bring in, they bring in guys who are not a factor. Don't let guys go that can help your team win. Don't let guys go who's never been in trouble in the community, never been in trouble, a problem or issue on your team. Don't let those guys go. You find a way to keep those. The longest tenure guy there is Adrian Wilson, um, and I'm sure he's not happy with the season. Um, I'm positive he's not happy with the season because he's a competitor. Uh, he's still one of my favorite uh, football players in the game today. But in the team sport, a lot of things take place. You need the rest of those guys to, to be successful as well. As for, uh, as the, uh, do they need you? Um, so um, that's the Arizona Cardinals. We have. Uh, I do want to talk about the um, the bowl games. That's what that was one of the things I wanted to mention about. When do you guys start watching the bowl games and and the money? Let me find out. I had that pulled up uh, for a second. But the names of the bowl. I just want to get the names of the bowl. Eight 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 three four six nine one four four is the number if you want to call in. Got a question to comment about the show? We have a trivia, so you might want to check the uh, fan page. You might want to check the fan page on that, and um, Ken will get back to you as far as that. He's done a good job with the fan page. Here's the bowl games. I said they started December 8th. I mentioned that on the first segment of the show. Uh, BY beats UTEP 52-24. This game's played in Albuquerque, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Now, let me name the let me give you the name <laughs> the names of these bowl games. New Mexico Bowl, U Drove Humanitarian Bowl, RNL Carrier. New Orleans Bowl, Beef O'Brady St. Petersburg Bowl, Mako. I think Mako's always always been there. Um, not having um, been played yet. Then you got the San Diego County Credit Union Ponsetta Bowl, Sheraton. That's in Hawaii. Obviously, Little Caesars. The most important bowl, not the most important. I say one of the bowls you need to watch is the uh, the Avacare Bowl, uh, V100 Independence Bowl. That's the Shreveport, Louisiana. That's the December 22nd. Avacare, you know about how I do it, Avacare. So uh, check that out. But these names, this is why I think it's always about money when it comes to people who's pushing the buttons. Uh, now, these bo- these bowls, like the before Brady's Bowl, obviously they can get these bowls because they sponsor the bowl. Now, you, it's hard to tell these kids like Louisville or Southern Miss that you're playing in you're not going to be able to play in a bowl game. I'd rather play in the Beef O'Brady's St. Petersburg Bowl down in uh, St. Petersburg, Florida. They're not playing a bowl game. But it's, it's about the sponsors. And these kids get a lot of these. They get a lot of bowl watches. They get the trophies. They get the the clothing. Um, 
it's always a theme uh, to where that bowl is being played. They're in Florida, so it may be a Florida theme. Uh, like if you was in New Orleans, you know about the bees in New Orleans situation, the New Orleans theme they have down there with the Mardi Gras situations. But I don't know what the theme would be for Little Caesars Bowl. I don't. I mean, it's a pizza. It's in Detroit, Michigan, and they're still able to hold the bowl. That's That would be <laughs> Toledo versus Florida International. But you look at these bowls, and, and when do you start playing these bowls? Maybe you can uh, – Answer this question on the uh, fan page or call in 888-346-9144. Valero Alamo Bowl. You have the Bell Helicopter Armed Forces Bowl. SMU and Army, of course. Uh, you have the New Era Pinstripe Bowl. And this and this right here, the New Era Pinstripe Bowl in Bronx, New York. Syracuse versus Kent, Kansas State, December 30th. This game is played... And Yankee Stadium. That this is incredible. This is game played in Yankee Stadium. I guess it, I guess if you got the money, you could you can host a bowl game. But where's where's all this money going at the end of the day? Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl. We know about that's always in Nashville. Bridgeport Education Holiday Bowl. Meineke Car Care Bowl. These these bowls. I mean, I, I didn't have these bowls. Uh, when I came out of college, and that was a long time ago, I don't remember these names. I remember the the uh, Tostito Bowl. I remember the Sugar Bowl, the uh, Orange Bowl. I remember the Rose Bowl, Capital um, One, which was new. They got an even Chick-fil-A Bowl, which is one of my favorites, along with Smashburger. Um, you got the um, – I don't remember these bowls but they, they, that they're playing now. But the big bowl is the uh, obviously it's the Tostito Bowl, BCS National Championship game in Glendale, Arizona, Auburn versus Oregon, um, which is going to be a good one. Uh, Cam Newton and the uh, who's the running back for Oregon, uh, who's a Heisman Trophy candidate uh, finalist, I should say. Um, but then you got some other bowls as Boston College versus Nevada High. How these guys get into these late games, these late bowls, Pitt, Pitt versus Kentucky, and then Pitt fires their coach. Um, GoDaddy.com, bowl, Miami, Ohio. When do you guys start watching the bowls? And, and, and if you agree or not with me as far as these guys, these bowls are more so for money purposes than anything else. Uh, it's good to get a bowl at the end of the day, but what they need to do is fix up the uh, – the, um, the standings, they need to fix up the standings as far as the BS is concerned. I'm just still not a favorite with the um, – I'm still not a favorite in how they choose these teams um, with the strength of schedule and stuff like that. All right, we'll talk about some more stuff. We talked about uh, – we talked a little bit about the, um, the uh, bowl. We talked about the um, different – we went around, went around a league and what some other stuff I wanted to get to. I do want to get to the um, – some more football – the um, Chicago Bears. We talked those. We talked those guys. Uh, saying, oh, well, you know what? Let me finish up on those subpar teams that um, that I thought would be a lot better. And St. Louis Rams. You, I give these guys a lot of credit. Uh, I think they're going to be all right. I think Detroit Lions are going to be okay. I also think the Buffalo Bills will be okay. And Fitzpatrick being at the quarterback position. These guys have played hard all year long. And they've come up with a short end of the stick. But they play hard. And I talked about this for a while ago as far as the um, what you look for in the coaching situation, what you look for in 
players still playing with nothing to play for, uh, and this is one of those teams that you, you keep an eye on, like the, like the Buffalo Bills, like the uh, Detroit Lions. I think the uh, Buffalo Bills have played hard. They've they played teams in that AFC North. Um, they played, um, but they've uh, always come. They've won games, or they were in games uh, that you would thought they were getting smashed or get blown out. But they played hard enough to um, to compete, to have a chance to win in the final final minutes or final seconds of a football game. And I think credit to Fitzpatrick and what those guys have done over there. Um, that's one of those teams. I talked of the Houston Texans. Uh, Gary Kubiak had long enough to make that team more dominant than it is now. They are sitting under five, way under five hundred. I think they may be five and nine or five and ten, um, and it's unfortunate because they have Arian Foster over there. They develop a running game, uh, which was surprising. They develop a running game. Um, they stuck with the run, but they've always played from behind. They have one of the best uh, and Johnson, Andre Johnson, that one of the best, arguably one of the best receivers in the game. I just had to put he, he and Larry Fitzgerald in that class right there. And there, and there are others, but uh, why this team is not more dominant than they should be at this point in, the, in their career, at the team's career, uh, with Gary Kubiak being the head coach. So something has to be done right there. We also talked about the um, – uh, I, I wanted to mention St. Louis Ram, more surprising team. If I'm not mistaken, these guys were 1-5 last year. Maybe three and sixteen. I mean, three and um, thirteen. Um, but with the quarterback situation they have over there, I think he, they played well. I think they played well. I think they're a team to be um, um, with Sam Bradford at the quarterback position. I think he's going to be okay. Um, that was a good pick for them. Um, but the uh, you know you can tell you what who Rams passed on in past years. They passed on um, Matt Ryan. They passed on a Joe Flacco. This was like in 2008. Um, they passed on uh, Mark Sanchez and, and Josh Freeman. What was that, last year? Um, but I think they found their guy in a uh, Sam Bradford, um, and they can build around it. They still have uh, Jackson over there running the football. They still have a decent running game, gets it done. He runs hard. I think they uh, uh, can build more into that. Uh, Detroit Lions, I mentioned, they picked uh, Dominic Sue uh, from out of the uh, – Nebraska, he's been dominant. He's been a force, and that's another guy you can build your team around. Uh, this, is, this is a team that I said, I've mentioned on many occasions that you have to um, give them some time. Remember, this team was 0-16 two years ago. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was two years ago. They bring some guys in. They win the game. They won their first They won their first uh, road game in 26 uh, tries was the longest in the NFL uh, history, the longest streak in the NFL history, not winning on a road. They beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers had a good pick. They had a good pick. And there's another team that was more surprising, but uh, not to sound like uh, the old Cardinals coach, but they are who we thought they are. I think the head coach um, still is a – Player of the player of the coach uh, coach of the year. I'm sorry, coach of the year candidate. Uh, who they take? They took Gerald McCord out of, of Oklahoma, uh, but he had a torn left bicep. Suffered in a Sunday game was Washington um, uh, two weeks uh, two weeks ago. Uh, but they found a way to win football games. It was it's a surprising team. They one of their uh, top corners went out um, from the University of Kansas. They found a way to win football games. Uh, 
Um, so um, it's another team out there, too. Washington Redskins debacle. Don't want to waste time talking on them. They did draft uh, Trent Williams out of Oklahoma, which uh, the Big 8, Big 12. Um, who's done well with their draft is uh, also the uh, Kansas City Chiefs and Eric Bray. That safety is playing well to be a first-year guy. He's playing outstanding. Um, but here's what we do. We'll come back. we just uh, make these segments a little longer, a little different. Um, but this is Kwame Lasso the Sports. Sometime Rich with Ken from the ATS Show. We'll be back. We'll talk a little bit more football. We have some more stuff to talk about. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Get ready to go inside the minds and behind the scenes with the top professional athletes, celebrities, and music entertainers. It's a sports show like no other. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with former NFL wide receiver Jarris McIntyre is real talk with in-depth interviews, topical discussions, and a whole lot of comedy. You'll hear from the entertainers, the athletes, and the fans. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with Jarris McIntyre is broadcast live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's all Arizona, all over the world. If you're a local Arizona high school sports fan or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world, have we got a show for you. The first Internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is The Coach's Corner with Scott Lovely. Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 7 p.m. Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Every Monday, tune in after the weekend games for Locker Room Views with Arturo Freeman. It's a sports show that'll keep you talking. We'll go inside the minds and lives of world-class athletes and hear about their views, opinions, and life experiences about the world of sports. Your host, former NFL great Arturo Freeman, will present an action-packed hour every single week. Arturo Freeman, Locker Room Views, is live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Kwamalas of the Sports. Sometime Rich with Ken from the ATS Show. We are in our last segment. It is 1037, and I got a text about the coach of Wizzy Hunt for the Arizona Cardinals. And let me answer that, and then we'll move on to something else. The question was, the text was, 
Uh, let me read this. What about Coach Wisenhunt? Uh, some are saying he needs to go. Um, but they said I moved on as usual, um, Busters. Um, Wisenhunt, I, I think, um, hmm, you got to remember the Arizona Cardinals before he had, before uh, Coach Wisenhunt came here. There was no, and this is what I've noticed, uh, there was no discipline on his team. And when he came, he let a lot of the guys go who wasn't going to fit into the system. And, and other coaches do that also. But there was no discipline on his team. So guys, and you don't have any discipline, you don't have guys doing lane assignments. You don't have guys being where they're supposed to be. When they're supposed to be there, you have no trust. I think Coach Wisenhunt and his staff uh, brought some discipline because you remember these guys come from Pittsburgh, where Bill Coward, where they played under the uh, the uh, tutelage of Bill Coward, uh, who who's demanded discipline, and this is why these teams uh, like the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, this is why teams like the uh, New England Patriots have uh, winning records year in and year out because they have that discipline. I think Ken Winston Hunt, when he came here, he brought the discipline to the Arizona Cardinals, which allowed these guys to play a lot better football, which allowed these guys to trust one another. Uh, and all phases of the game, offensively, defensively, and special teams. And you've seen the improvement and the um, and what they've done. These guys did get to the Super Bowl. How they got to the Super Bowl, most times is is irrelevant. But they did get to the Super Bowl under a kid Winston Hunt. So, if a lot of people out there think he has to go, he has bought himself some time in doing that. There hasn't been any coach uh, uh, since this organization has started out here in Arizona. Uh, you remember they came here, they, they alienated themselves by calling themselves the Phoenix Cardinals. Uh, don't forget you have Flagstaff, Tucson, you have Glendale, Mesa, Chandler, uh, Tempe. They had the Phoenix College, and they were stationed in Tempe. Uh, so they've, they take steps. And now they went to the Arizona, they, then they went to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, but Ken Wisenhunt has been the only coach um, that has taken his team to the Super Bowl has a lot to do with the organizations also as well, the front office people, because there's a lot of people. We we came pretty close in 98, but there was a lot of people that should have been on that team, stayed on that team, that were let go for some reason or another. No one has any clue on why they were. But I think uh, uh, to answer your question, Texer, uh, Ken Wizard I think he give him, see what happens in the next two years. See how he bounced back from this season. If he doesn't bounce back from this season, this is when you start looking at a guy uh, if he's lost the team. And I don't think he's lost the team at all. I think he just don't have uh, quality players. I think you can't go in the draft. You know, I won't say draft because they did well in the draft. They found some guys that could play. Uh, they just didn't find anybody after the uh, Kurt Warner situation. They just didn't find anybody that can get the receivers the ball because they have playmakers in Steve Breston. Remember, Steve Breston is um, coming off knee surgery. You also got to remember that uh, Larry Fitzgerald is coming off knee surgery. The quarterbacks who's been in those games, like a uh, uh, these guys who's been in the game, has left these receivers out the dry. So most of them, most of them were getting concussions. Uh, so you can't, you got to be at a time. And I think the quarterback situation uh, is is all time. And the quarterback situation, receiver situation is all time. And uh, that's why you, if you're going to make a move, you need to make it immediately on the off season. And there are players that save coaches' lives and they also vice versa. There are coaches that, that make players superstar. And you get into this and you get into a system and the guys just play a lot comfortably more comfortable. They play faster. Um so Ken Wisenhunt, 
I give him, I see how he bounced back after this year. Then I talk to him. But you also just don't don't just look at what the coach is doing. Look at what the organization is doing. Look at what the organization is doing. If they're getting this guy Carl Blunch to go get those players. And if they are, and he's bringing in players that is not a factor in their wins, uh, it's more so a factor in their losses, then you got to look at the coach. There's, there's, there's so many, uh, there's so many um, ways you can look at it. And those saying Ken, Win- Ken Winsor Hunt has to go are those who's got used to, and if you remember me saying this, they have got used to winning. Nobody gets used to losing. You've gotten used to winning, and when the Cardinals and you paid all that money for those uh, season tickets, and you go into that stadium and they're losing games that you thought they should win, let me tell you this too. Nobody practiced. They're just pride and ego involved with this. Nobody practiced to lose football games. I, I've never seen it done. I've seen some chumps on football teams. That uh seen some busters on football teams. I've seen some individuals on football teams. But I don't think anybody practiced to lose a football game. So I, I would give Ken Wilson Hunt. I don't mean to go forever on that, but uh, I'll give Ken Wilson Hunt another go at it uh, as far as the Arizona Cardinals concerned. But and it's, it's going to be a whole lot of things. Remember, he he had coaches leave. He had coaches leave to um, Todd Haley. He went to Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, one of his coaches, uh, Clancy Pendergast, he's coaching, uh, if I'm not mistaken, California, University of California, doing well. Um, he um, So Bill Davis, who was a linebacker coach, now moved to a defensive coordinator, uh, installing the 3-4, which is not so much a difference in the 3-4 and the 4-3. depends on how you're scheming. Uh, six inches, whether the linebacker had his hand on the ground or he's standing up. Um, so he did have some coaches changing. Remember uh, my, Matt Leinart. Um, remember he been here under the tutelage of Kurt Warner. I'm, I'm not sure if he's not here because he's just not a uh, Ken Winston Hunt guy. Ken Winston Hunt is calling the plays now. He has taken over that job uh, since the absence of uh, Todd Haley, who's doing outstanding over there in uh, Kansas City. Um, uh, with the, he's the, the Kansas City team looks like the New England Patriots of the Midwest. You look at their defensive coach, uh, Cromel. Uh, you look at their uh, offensive uh, coach, and uh, who's the other guy who was in who was in Notre Dame last year? Uh, Ken uh, Weiss, Charlie Weiss. You look at these guys; uh, they look like the NFL, uh, the New England Patriots of the Midwest. Oh, so but yeah, the Arizona Cardinals and Ken Winston Hunt they lost some coaches, some some pretty good coaches, in my opinion. Um, to different teams, and that happens. You lose players to free agency, but let's see how he performs with the. Um, let's see how he performs with the. The, bouncing back from a terrible season, again, you, as a season ticket holder, you wanna, you wanna get your money's worth. You're getting your money's worth when you go to a game. You gotta understand what you're paying for. All right, I'm gonna move on from that. I wanna move on to the. Since we're talking about coaches that, may, be fired, should be fired. Now, I was a fan for a long time. Here's the, let's talk about AFC East standards. You got the Patriots at 12 and 2. You got the Jets at 10 and 4, the Dolphins. Who can who can figure out what the Dolphins are? The Dolphins are 7 and 7 and winning all their games on the road. Buffalo Bills, I told you guys about the Buffalo Bills who are 4 and 10 uh but play tough football. If they were you would be surprised if they were 10 and 4. But they play hard football where they could have easily be uh, 
they could easily be maybe eight and six, nine and five at this point. But in this AFC East standing, the Patriots are twelve and two. The Jets are ten and four. The the New York Jets, for the first time in seven tries, they have uh, beaten a team. They haven't beat Philly uh, in Philadelphia. They haven't beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. They beat Pittsburgh in a what I thought Jason Taylor made the play of the day in that safety. Uh, I thought the special teams punter uh, made the play of the day and putting pinning them back on the two yard line. Uh, but the uh, New York Jets beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in a in a road win, which is surprising. And I was talking about the coaches, Brian Schottenheimer. At what point do you let Mark Sanchez become a player? Just because he's the quarterback doesn't make you always the captain, but you give those guys that captain badge because he is the quarterback. What point, what point do Brian Schottenheimer take the reins off this guy and let him make plays? Uh, I don't think the offense playbook's open for the Jets enough. They, they brought in LaDainian Tumlin, who's leading, uh, leading that team and uh, rushing with 886 yards. Uh, still, you, you had a guy over there, a Green, Sean Green, is the reason why you let Thomas Jones go. Thomas Jones is now in Kansas City with Lamar Charles, and they have the best running game in the National Football League, unstoppable by far. Um, and that's why they're able to win football games because you have to be able to run the football game. Um, uh, who's leading them in receivers is Braylon Edwards. And uh, <clears throat> after a few DUIs, Braylon Edwards still able to play and lead them in receiving. But uh, Brian Schottenhammer, he has to match the master intensity that that defense of the New York Jets is putting up as well. Uh, and I think that's that could come down to the head coach because Rex Ryan needs to. Uh, as much as he's talked highly about his defense and who they're going to stop, and then they get go out there and get blown away by the New England Patriots, he need to put that same pressure on the offense. They have talent. They have uh, Antonio Holmes over there, LaDainian Tom and Sean Green. They have uh, um, Braylon Edwards, as I mentioned. They have guys over there to get it done. Uh, Mark Sanchez, they have guys to get it done over there, uh, but for some reason uh, they're not. For some reason, they're not now sitting at. You gotta, you gotta understand. Sitting at ten and four does not uh, guarantee you anything as far as a, a um, playoff spot. You may get a um, wild card. I've seen the AFC East so um, so competitive where a team was ten and or maybe maybe eleven and five but didn't get in. Also, this was a long time ago, but if you remember two years ago, the New England Patriots might have been eleven and five. And didn't get in the playoffs. This is when Matt Castle was the quarterback there. Tom Brady had got hurt with the knee injury, and then they changed the rules so you can't touch the quarterback because of Tom Brady. But they were eleven to five, if I'm not mistaken, and didn't get in the playoffs. It's who you win, who you beat, who you lose to. Uh, so it's a competitive conference, and that go back to what I was saying about the NFC West. How does the NFC West team, because they won their conference, sitting at seventy nine, maybe eight and eight? And possibly it being Seattle, host a team that could be eleven and five, or ten and six, and the New Orleans Saints, depending on the outcome of these last two games with the Saints. How can that happen when a team eleven and five can get in? Then you, you. Now I'm not saying the competition committee go into an uproar and go into a panic mode where they um they start changing everything around because this is not going to happen every year. Again, some divisions, some conferences going to be better than others. It's just 
It's just the way it is. And you, you like to think the, the parity in this league, um, teams that organizations that really want to win, they're going to start bringing these players in. They're going to start putting the pieces of the puzzle together where it's not that this guy in free agency is good. He's good for our team. And that's how you got to look at it. I'm not drafting anybody as a coach uh, because you, you're outstanding uh, and running. I need to know how you're going to run in my system. Oh, you, you're a good catcher, but you're not a possession receiver. You, you're a deep ball guy. Uh, you got to fit my system. You know, and then because I don't want to do you a disservice, and I don't want you to come here having me change everything up uh, and doing the other 10 guys on the field with you a disservice. So it's all chemistry. But Brian Schottenhammer for the New York Jets need to let the uh, – Reigns go for Mark Sanchez Mark Sanchez to be he's that second tier quarterback in my opinion he's not in that Peyton Manning Tom Brady um, he's not in that I think he and Aaron Rodgers are in the same class um, I don't know what class you put Michael Vick in um, and you know he's freshly uh, back into the game give him another year but he is the highest uh, voting uh, for the Pro Bowl this year, um, and deservingly so. Uh, but Mark Chan- Sanchez for the New York Jets, and maybe Eli. Eli does have a Super Bowl ring on a Hail Mary. He closed his eyes and d- ducked and threw the ball, and the guy caught it with his helmet. Uh, but he has a Super Bowl ring. How you get it is how, who cares? You got it. And you was the guy in the game that was a part of the, uh, you getting the Super Bowl. But I'm not going to put Eli Manning in a – Peyton Manning in a Tom Brady category. I'm not going to put uh, uh, these guys uh, there, but until Brian Schottenheimer, uh, and I played for his dad. Brian Schottenheimer went to Kansas, then he transferred to Florida. Uh, came to San Diego and the Kansas City Chiefs with his dad, Marty Schottenheimer. Um, and that's how a lot of these guys get their jobs. Um, but what I do remember him in uh, San Diego, and I'm sorry, in Kansas, he was intelligent enough. He did think the game. You just don't have the talent to play the game now there's a lot of coaches that never played football and i'm not saying they can't get it done because some of the best coaches in the league has never played the game uh so i'm not saying that about far about brian but when you get on that level you got to understand this guy has been in the mix let him come to the sideline let him mark sanchez come to the sideline and tell you what the rhythm of the game is going you can't always get it from the sideline if you're just a coach all right, and the Patriots, uh, the um, Patriots again leading at the AFC East. We got a minute till break. Um, talk about the uh, the the uh, Indianapolis Colts have one important game. This is after pa- uh, Peyton Manning throwing about uh, eleven interceptions in three games. Unheard of for a Peyton Manning guy. Um, but there's a lot of things that take place. No running game. They found the running game against the Jackson- Jacksonville Jaguars. I wouldn't put my money against uh, Peyton Manning and Indianapolis Colts not getting into the uh, playoffs and then doing what they do best, finding a way to get in there and go deep in the playoffs. It is a tough uh, AFC. Um, these guys are in the AFC. Um, AFC East, AFC South. Uh, so it's going to be tough. Now, check the um, Facebook page, the fan book page. Uh, Ken does a pretty good job on doing that. I go up there from time to time and uh, – you know, add a couple of good stories, which I probably will. Now, the competition, don't forget to check out energyforce.com because I think one of our uh, trivia questions in our competition will be you get an energy force bracelet. But go check out all the colors that they have up there, and it's pretty good. I've, I've had mine on since I, I've had mine on since I've had it. So, um, 
you know, go check that out. Um, we will post the trivia this week. This week, we will post a trivia question. Either myself or Ken uh, will post. I don't. Rich don't have a brain cells to come up with a good one. He might actually what's his last name, but um, we will post that, and you get an Energy Force bracelet. Um, if you don't want it, you can give it back to me because I like them. But just go check out the website and see what they see what they are about. They are about energyforce.com. All right, this is the uh, end of our show. This is the Kwame Lodge of the Sports Sometime. Rich with Ken from the ATS Show. I will see you guys next Tuesday, but we always active on the fan page. Go check out the fan page. Leave your question in the comments. Again, don't forget about the trivia question for the NG Force bracelet. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america sports channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit voiceamericasports.com the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by voice america talk radio network its staff and management